Welcome to the Nerdaplexy Movie Review Show mini episode. This is where we break down our breakdowns of the movie we just watched, answer your pressing questions, and let you know what to check out for next time. My name is Reed, and with me today we have Sam and Dave. So let's dive in. We are feeling demolished after that demolition man. Not the parody, the original one. That's why <laughs> feeling poorly. No, mine, mine's demolished. Well, there you go. You guys know it gets me every time. <laughs> Dave loves butt stuff. <laughs> it's the funniest stuff you guys say. I actually got a t-shirt that says that. He does want you to communicate about the weird ass stuff. The more, the more harmful, the better. Speaking of weird ass stuff, I forgot to bring this up during the recording, but I did want to memorialize it here on the podcast. I didn't want to get I did want to get a commemoration that I this is a fact that I did know. They made models of Sylvester Stallone in his flash freezing ice cube. There's those are like dummies inside of a medium. And there were six in total made with Sly Stallone's image. Three of them in my basement. Well, <laughs> In varying degrees of disrepair. Some of them became available recently because all six were, in fact, owned at one time by Sylvester Stallone himself. Oh, he did it to himself. Oh, he must have. And he placed them in his Planet Hollywood restaurants. They were dressed, though, so that's, like, not authentic. Oh, I don't know about these ones. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You put a little frosting on the uh, ice there. You think he ever did, like, an undercover boss type thing? Where, like, he would just, like, get up and in that thing butt naked and just in the, you know, he's, he had those on display. And then instead he moves the display over and he himself goes there. Yeah. And then, like, whenever a kid comes to take a picture in front, he's, like, you know, throws up bunny ears or something, freaks him out. But he's butt naked. Right, right. Bunny weens. <laughs> bunny weens. Throws his ween on the glass. That's Easter. Pressed ham, if you will. Happy bunny ween. Ooh, speaking of pressed hams. That's a, a line on Futurama where, where uh, mom says, you call that a pressed ham. Futurama is getting renewed. It's coming back next year on Hulu. I'm so excited. It is my all-time favorite show. I just thought they just made, those were just being made in perpetuity. There's, there's a lot of seasons. There's about five seasons, four movies, and then kind of a weird Comedy Central time. They did like half seasons. It's coming back on Hulu, and I'm very excited. Well, arguably, two half seasons makes one whole season. Arguably, yes. But... I wouldn't call 10 seasons of Futurama the same length as 10 seasons of The Simpsons, though, where they had 25 episodes per season. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, yeah, but season of a show is a season of a show, no matter how long. But should that have been more than 10 seasons of The Simpsons? Maybe call it 11? I think 15 would have been a great point to stop. I'm watching season 22 right now. I love that show. I I went from the beginning and I'm watching them all. Well, here's the only Simpson anecdote I can recall. I know that Dave can attest that our family used to watch Simpsons every week. Very true. Oh, I love the Simpsons. Until there was an episode where uh, where Marge and Homer have sex at a mini golf. Uh huh. It's not as bad as say watching like Eastern Promises with your mom, but it's <laughs> or whatever it was that you watched with your family. 
It was History of Violence. Oh, History oh, of Violence, boy. yes. And there's that one there's that one scene where it's goes on for a little long. There's two of those scenes. You might be shocked to know. Anyhow, but yeah, it was awkward and then we never watched The Simpsons Weekly again. Not together anyway. And there's an episode of Futurama that brings up that mini golf place where there's a sign that says, due to unsanitary conditions, this mini golf has been closed. A thousand years later, still closed. Futurama facts. Very good. I love that show. I love it so much. I can see that being a big crossover there uh, um, for you. Those those shows seem right in, in the Dave zone. Yeah, very much so. Now, do you count those the Netflix show as more seasons of Futurama? Because it's basically the same thing. Disenchanted, you mean? Yeah. Uh I would consider it more like medieval Simpsons than medieval Futurama, even okay. though John DiMaggio's in it. John DiMaggio's in everything. So if every, if everything John DiMaggio's in is a different kind of Futurama, then there are a lot more seasons. Didn't uh, I, that didn't that didn't work for me. That show caught me. But then again, I, I like all, almost all graining stuff. And that's a show I wanted to like. I, I watched an episode or two and I said, ah, there's a lot of other things to watch. So I'm going to watch some of those. I get that. I like what they're doing, and this is good, but if I'm going to spend a half hour doing this, I'd much rather just watch Futurama. I know all this stuff. I don't need to learn new gags and goofs. I can just go play one of those, and I love them very much. I, I can see that. It's definitely my third favorite of the graining series, the Futurama, then Simpsons, then Disenchantment. But Ooh, you're, you're, you're a Futurama first. I am a Futurama first. It, it's my favorite show of all time. I think it's got more heart. If if I'm honest, in Simpsons, uh, Simpsons is Simpsons is more like a comic strip, like a weekly comic strip. It's going to come out regardless. Nothing's going to change. Futurama is like a graphic novel where big things change, and it's more emotional than you thought. Yes, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and and it things that changed matter later on. So it's like it's not like a Simpsons monster of the week kind of story. It's a whole on arc from start to finish. Well, speaking of shows that are picked up for more seasons and speaking of shows that are in that medieval Dungeons and Dragons type setting, have either of you guys been able to check out Vox Machina? The folks from Critical Role are based on the the, the first series of Critical Role. And uh, I got to say, very funny, very, uh, very touching. And I did not listen to Critical Role. I was aware that Critical Role was a thing. It's a bunch of voice actors who sat down and did a Dungeons and Dragons campaign. I believe it's Dungeons and Dragons because they they have like beholders and stuff. Mm-hmm. It went from what 2014 to 2017 was big time popular, and they got a comic made about them, which is you know a crossover for us. Now on Amazon Prime, they've got a series, an animated series that's already picked up for a season two. Oh, it has been. I'm I'm only uh, three episodes deep. I believe the first season was kickstarted. Oh, that's wild. Onto Amazon. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's got a great look. Like Sam said, it is, it is pretty funny. Uh, there's lots of jokes, so it's kind of irreverent. It's saying, you know, a D&D campaign vibe. If you listen to any kind of real plays, you kind of understand the vibe where, you know, they're doing the thing, but they're also, you know, screwing around. I love a good bard too. And you got Scanlan. Yeah, yeah. There, so there's there's a bunch of characters because uh, it's a it's a D and D party. Scanlan, uh, like you said, he is a I don't know, like a halfling or a or or a gnome bard. Then you've got Kyleth. She's like a, an elf druid. Then there's sister, a uh, brother and sister pair who are half elves, maybe they're Vexalia and Vaxilian. Then there's a little, also I'm guessing a halfling cleric and a barbarian half giant perhaps and i think they've got a human as well lord silas something or other 
it's a it's a decent amount of fun. I think Scanlan is the best character. He's the kind of shit talky rogue. If you've seen The Witcher, you'll be pretty familiar with his character type, uh, a bard who does like to get down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm excited. I want. I only saw the preview for this show, and I only listened to a few episodes of Critical Role. I, not that I didn't like it. I was just in the middle of Adventure Zone when I picked that one up, and I didn't have enough room in my brain for more Let's Plays. Yeah, there's there's lots of investment that goes into those sometimes. Same as within D&D, whenever you have like a couple sessions where you're just kind of like cruising towns, not really getting getting anything done per se, but then that happens a lot live. Well, it, it helps uh, um, that these, these folks are voice actors, and I guess that's made it a very easy transition into the show itself. I, I feel like a lot of the that vibe comes across. The animation is slick as hell. I don't know too much about it, but it looks like kind of outsourced Korean-esque, Korean-American style uh, animation that you see that you see these days. Speaking of transitions, how about those Trandoshans in the season of Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> that was for Dave. None of that was for me. You don't know what a Trandoshan is? Come on. He's a lizard man. It's very good. Yeah, he's a lizard man. Oh, okay. I said this off uh, record or whatever. I'm not really a Star Wars guy. So it's like, a, of course, of course you're not. I like that it makes people happy. I just never, it never caught me. It's on brand. It's on brand, Dave. I like Knights of the Old Republic. I like the games. <laughs> what What other very popular things don't you like, Dave? The Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. The, Ma- the Matrix. I love The Matrix. No, I love he's, all he's of them. Matrix okay. fan. <laughs> oh, he's, he's you're 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 a revolution stan i get it yeah. i like all three of them i don't know all four i should say <laughs> oh i love oh yeah i love easily three of the four yeah and then the third one is the worst there's no question i do enjoy it i mean it's still fine i still like it i'll still watch I, I mean i won't watch it but i've watched it and it's okay all right i get it I love Star Wars, and I'm especially happy with what Jon Favreau was able to bring to the series with uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. I might watch the shows. I might try to watch those shows because I like Jon Favreau an awful lot. Start with Mandalorian. And if you watch that and like that and want to see more of that, I think I have a very good Dave prescribed plan to get you going. Because there's there's some thing, there's some very Star Wars things that are very um, Dave-esque that I think you would really dig on. Uh, I don't think that starting with A New Hope is for Dave. A little something called Phantom Menace is very Dave-esque. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I saw that in theaters because Steve took me. I just, I didn't want to, I, did, I was like, I don't really like Star Wars. He goes, you're going to love this one. So he saw it twice in theaters. I'm just saying. Well, Steve, right in. Please verify, <laughs> please verify this account that you did in fact say that. The new series is are great. Um, and basically, any uh, Dave Filoni is kind of the new Disney uh, Star Wars kind of showrunner. And I think he's doing a bang up job, him and John Favreau. I'm very excited. The Mandalorian finale just came out. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to check that out tomorrow. Book of Boba Fett finale just came out. Yes, yes. What did I say, Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Could you blame me? The last two episodes were just Mandalorian. Hey, I haven't even seen the last, the second to last episode. Well, it's uh, it's also a Mandalorian episode, so. Yes, of course. I knew that much. I knew people were complaining about the slow start, and then people were geeked up because. How much background do I really need to go into the Mandalorian? I would say zero none i mean do you have to be able to suspend some disbelief do you know about evil space empires as a concept i do i do then you're good okay you can watch uh lone wolf and cub without having seen hidden fortress they're completely different but share a theme that's a good comparison though i will dive in i will uh my wife has been asking me to watch it with her and i've been 
Oh, on it, it's great. It's a western, and it's it's good. Uh, you will like it. You will love it. Werner Herzog is in it. In case you weren't sure it was a western, I, I want to see the baby. In case, in case you weren't sure it was a western, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant shows up. Well, that's exciting. I'm in. Oh man. Oh boy, does he. And he's he actually has to put his rubber stamp on anything that's Western anymore. He, well, he's also a marshal, which, yeah. bo- and boy, is he handsome. He's a good-looking boy, that's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, so Vox Machina is what we were talking about. It's that Netflix kind of pseudo-American anime. Interestingly enough, um, I did want to mention it reminded me uh, the Vox Machina show. I have enjoyed it, but there are some things that graded on me. It shares... A similarity with something else that created on me in a similar show, which I think it's its, it's closest relative, is the Castlevania Netflix series, um, which was written by Warren Ellis. They both kind of have this kind of hard-edged fantasy of something like The Witcher, um, you know, fantasy where they they fuck and say fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot, like like maybe too much because it's the adult tour. Yeah, yeah. And I think Vox Machina isn't, it doesn't sin so much in that particular vein. The first episode is a little bit more of that because I think they want to try to set the tone. Like, this isn't your, 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 your daddy's anime. <laughs> I don't know. Your daddy, does he, does he watch My that? Dad does not know what anime is, I bet. <laughs> maybe he's got some, maybe he's got some, uh, scrolled away VHS tapes. Uh, but I think Buddy's got some, some, uh, some anti stuff going on. Is that yeah, just... <laughs> maybe, maybe. You don't know. <laughs> But um, yeah, yes, Warren Ellis, he wrote that Castlevania show. They, they kind of have a similar mentality where they're like, I'm in a fantasy series, fuck it. Uh, where Castlevania is a little bit more serious with that, Vox Machina is a little bit more lighthearted. I think Vox Machina gets closer to hitting that, and it's got a it's got a much bigger heart. And you can tell that the voice actors, they have a lot of experience, and they got a lot of love for the roles that they're in. Uh, and I think that's pretty cool. There is also a comic that is available, the origin story of the Vox Machina is available on your library app. So if you want to check out some fantasy stuff, very well illustrated and a pretty decent story. I'll have to get caught up on it before we record again next. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. If you're looking for something in the fantasy genre, I think it's it's pretty good. If, you, if you're into Witcher, I think it's a pretty easy step across in, into that as well. I, I don't know how much more of it I'm going to watch. I, I'm up in the air. I'm going to let the these next few episodes, I think four, five, or five and six just dropped. So I'm going to give those a, a watch and see how I feel about that. Castlevania goes down real smooth, though. Yeah, I agree. It does have some things where I cringe pretty hard, but that series is very good. It's just what I want to see. I mean, there are some parts of the episode that make you cringe. There's never like a whole episode that's like... You're right. So hard to watch. There's a lot that's real cool. There's a couple of characters that are like, oh, I'm going to fucking fuck y'all, fuck. I'm going to fuck you, fuck, 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 fuck. Like that, and it's, it's pretty bad. But... And then they stop talking and start fighting, and then it's like, all right, I'm in. Do slash each other, and there's like werewolves. And How many credits do you have? I hope you have a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. For the morality clause. Oh, well, th- we've got that. I, I talked to Nerdbot, and he turned, he turned that switch off. There's a profanity for oh. her. Thank goodness. 
Although I would love to know uh, what the total count was. I did not personally keep track. Maybe it's in the episode, but we have it hasn't gone live yet, so I don't know. I don't know what the total tally was. <laughs> Once uh, the idea got brought up that we were going to have that credit count, I swear I swore a lot more on that episode just because. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know what? We were very hyped up, demo man. There's there's lots there's there's lots to be excited about. It's such a good movie. I stand by it. Oh, solid. Yeah. I would suggest it to anyone. Great action flick. I don't even know if I... I don't remember saying this at the end of that episode. Great action flick. Definitely a good one. Have a beer and watch Demolition Man. Ain't nothing wrong with that evening. Yeah. It's like like you said about Castlevania. They, they, it goes down pretty smooth. I would suggest uh, Demolition Man. When When is the spinoff for Castlevania coming out? The Alucard series? Oh, I don't know, uh, but I will check that out, certainly. Um, now, is Warren Ellis uh, involved in that as well? That's a negative. That's probably fine, because there's a lot of Warren Ellis content out there, primarily. Our very next comic book, Book of the Month. for comic books trans metropolitan yes which i think is great uh sample for warren ellis because a lot of his stuff deals with transhumanist nanotechnology mind transfer type of things in fact i read that line directly from the wikipedia because it's true we, we kind of thought that it would be a good mix to add this as the next book because we we just dealt with a, a kind of like a possible future with demolition man which mm-hmm. is kind of a utopia dystopia and that's kind of the same thing that's going on in transmetropolitan also this is one of the kind of graphic novel pillars that people who start reading graphic novels this is one of the ones another vertigo but hey there you go uh, another another uh, nice through line that we have working out for us uh, is Warren Ellis did a run on Moon Knight, which is a series that'll be coming out soon. Which is probably which is we're going to probably cover on not the next episode or the following episode. When does that come out? Well, it'll be it, we're, we're going to do something Moon Knight adjacent right. because it will line up perfectly with the release of the uh, Disney Plus Moon Knight series. So. Oscar Isaac can't go wrong. Oh yeah. Again, I, uh, I never read one one issue of Moon Knight. It's but I've seen a still of it where he called Dracula a fucking nerd and asked him for his money. So I'm kind of in for Moon Knight. Yeah, it's it's like a a more serious Deadpool kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a lot of that, but it's um dissociative identity mixed with some Egyptian ancient mystic things. Uh, that led to that dissociative identity. The story of Moon Knight being that he, I think he was special ops and he was killed in front of this monument or statue to this Egyptian god or something along those lines. Uh, I'm I'm not not 100% sure on that, but Fair it's, enough. it's in that wheelhouse where he's, ta- he's taken on these sort of mystic powers, but they present themselves as, as a insanity. Sort of like Venom then, like a more serious Venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but which which goes into that transhuman outer out of body experience type thing uh, that we'll be covering in Transmetropolitan. 
Yeah, he plays. He likes to play a lot in that space, that that kind of psychological space in the comic. Very kind of dystopian worldview is, is something that that Wellis uh, that Wellis that Ellis brings. It's kind of on the edge of sardonic and pessimistic, but at the same time, there's always a lot of energy really drives it forward. So, it Transmetropolitan. It's kind of a one of his. I think it'd probably be his most well known work if you had to pick a graphic novel. So uh, this is a great place to start. Very cyberpunk, very weird, and the art's a lot of fun as well. So go over to Hoopla, check out your library app, Trans Metropolitan, and the next mini episode, we'll be talking all about that. All right, well, thank you so much for listening. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, hit us up. Let us know um, what kind of comics you're into. Or, hey, even what kind of weird cyberpunk movies. You got any transhuman sci-fi flicks you want us to check out? Let us know. And you can do that over at Pod on Twitter or at Nerdaplexy at gmail.com. While you're there, say hey to our friend. It's Dave. Uh, yes, hit me up at the face of Dave. Uh, like like Reed had said earlier, for some weird ass stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, but you can hit me up, and, and I, I'd love to talk about comics with you. Hit me up. Let me know. I said hit me up like seventy five times. Yeah, I'm you sorry. can talk to Dave about some homegrown Simpson stuff. Yeah, <laughs> definitely send me your slash fic at the face of Dave. If you've got any, if you've got any snoo snoo stuff, I'm sure Dave's going to be interested <laughs> in that. Yikes. <laughs> Well, also make sure to send that over to me and Sam. Sam's at PGH underscore SVH. I'm at PGH underscore read. Drop by and say hey. More importantly, reach out to a friend. If you've enjoyed any of our episodes, let somebody else know that you might think uh, is cool. Expand the dirty, nerdy army. Let's let's get this thing thing going. Let's let's take over the airwaves. I want to see Nerdaplexy on the top, I mean, at least 300. Of, of very specific comic related movie podcasts that would be great let's get on the, let's get on the top 300 gang I'm gonna start writing a BuzzFeed listicle now for it <laughs> <laughs> please do um, and you can check that out at nerdaplexy.com alright well join us next time it'll be a movie we'll be watching Adam's Family Values also check out Trans Metropolitan for the next comic book book of the month club and until we meet again we'd like to leave you with this thought to ponder what why do they call it listicle is it list an article or lick a testicle it's lick a testicle it's lick-a-testicle. obviously lick a testicle Okay, well, I'll just beep out the lick and then I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs>